If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Grab your popcorn and sit back. <laughs> Jump the gun. Oh, no, give me more than that. Okay, go this way. <laughs> that was dumb. Look who we are. Happy Monday to everyone in the sports universe. This is the AM Drive on September 25th, 2023 for Aaron Crouch, who is in Las Vegas, Nevada. I am Michael Carbellis in Savannah-ish, Georgia. Aaron, how was your sports weekend, sir? Uh, overall positive. Uh, the betting came through, although the AM Drive didn't. But... That's uh, okay. Majority of the AM drive five never even gets bet by me. So um, I uh, overall had a good weekend. Got to uh, had some family issues to take care of early, but uh, we got to enjoy some football and just kind of a lazy Sunday, if you will. Amen to that. Um, I do have to admit it was a fun football weekend. I tried to watch Formula One for the first time in forever, and I still – that's the one sport I cannot understand. I understand tennis. I cannot get Formula One their whole timing down. I'm sorry. It's funny because I know you like NASCAR, so I didn't know – I don't know the first thing about really either of them. So. Yeah, NASCAR is who finishes first, and Formula One's like always weird timing. Like, what in the world are we doing here? It's weird. Well, yes, because – yes and no, because NASCAR, yeah, it's who finishes first wins the race, but – like for points, it doesn't necessarily mean you need to win. Fair. Head to MikeAndAaronDrive.com for the best in our shop and sponsors and socials and YouTube. And, of course, on our shop, you can find great hoodies like the ones we're wearing in different colors. Find these awesome mugs, phone cases. Aaron's got the tumbler. I still need one of those. Double dosing, baby. And, of course, we, Aaron's got a black mug as well. That's amazing Somewhere. as well. Right. Aaron Drive 5 recap. Um, I went three and two to hold us down once again. Of course, Aaron's AM Drive 5 is negative, but he had a positive weekend. So did he really have a positive weekend? Not for our fans. No, he did not. Shame on you, Aaron. All I will say is this. I have made the disclaimer many times that I cannot beat the NFL straight up. Oh. So please take my AM Drive. You don't only had one NFL game. Please take my grain of five, my my AM Drive 5 with a grain of salt. It's called the grain of five. That's fair. I feel like I should do the NFL and you should do the college football because that's where we're both good at. It's sad. Yeah. I mean, I did only do two and two in college football, but I had a multitude of teasers this weekend. I actually went four and one on those teasers. So uh, there will be a reason. You had teasers? I had teasers. One of them lost because of a, a reason that makes me mad. Let's just put it that way. Oh, Lord. Well, in that case, let's get to our best and worst of the weekend. Eric, I'm so excited. Now that you've lost money from him, possibly, what is your worst of the weekend? <laughs> That's actually not my worst of the weekend because oh. my worst of the weekend has got to be Sean Payton. It, it's just mm. absolutely – and you know what? I, you drop 70, you have a bad week. You're down 50. You're leaving your star quarterback in the game to just rot. But not only that, how much crap you talked this offseason. Nathaniel Hackett never got 70 dropped on him. So – I'm sorry. Maybe it's just it's the Dion effect where when you talk crap and you get stomped, like the rest of America just feels warm and cozy. But 
I'm sorry, to an NFL team to give up 70 points and actually yeah. actually had a shot at the record with, before they could took a knee. They, yeah. they could have put the record on your ass. Um, that's my worst of the weekend. Sean Payton, just a culmination of everything preseason to now being 0-3. The the close the close wins aren't just aren't good enough. You had two losses at home by three points where you blew a lead against Washington. You lost to you made Jimmy G look good, which for all intents and purposes, the rest of the season has shown that he is just he's not good. So for you to make Jimmy G look good, this is just absolutely embarrassing. And I know I'll be the first to admit it takes time for coaches to get uh, you know their thing going on. But in the NFL, they don't give you that time. Sorry, Sean. You're supposed to be – you were hired to immediately turn around this program. And whether fair or not, you dug yourself the hole by talking crap. So my worst of the weekend is Sean Payton. And I, I put on Twitter on my own personal page, he should be fired today. It's funny because your poll that you put on AM Drive TV on our um, Twitter slash X is that, like – should you be fired? And I put no, and only 52% of 25 votes say no. I'm like, there's actually a good consensus, maybe Broncos fans, that believe he should be fired already. Wow. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, when they fired Nathaniel Hackett, he at least won a game, right? <laughs> won two, mm. I think. But, mm. I mean, the offense still can't score points. I mean, they're still averaging a garbage. I mean, I know that they, they woke up. But when a defense has half a pulse, they got nothing for these guys. He's an offensive mind. He's got, you know, Sutton, Judy, Russell Wilson. Like, like I said, I'm I'm the first one to give coaches more benefit of the doubt because of it takes time to get something in. But this guy, no, thank you. Because of what you said, you put that target on your back. You threw Nathaniel Hackett under the bus. You threw the Jets under the bus, which I know they got problems of their own, but. Um, yeah, no, I don't feel bad for Sean Payton. I felt like he rushed himself back into maybe the worst situation in one of the toughest divisions, and I just I don't feel for him. I don't. Yeah, we were told he was the Jesus Christ of this team, and a lot of us pushed back on that. Now we know why so far. And through, if you're 0-3 through three, three games, you're not making the playoffs. 0-2, I could see in the 17-game season. 0-3, no. Well, 0-3 in the 17-game season – I think That's they showed I mean. actually they showed a stat. Um, I think you're like twelve percent just oh, in the three? so far in these seventeen game season, which is which is not. I think it's like one team. <laughs> I really do. Okay, okay. I thought it was, that was the zero and two record. Zero and two. You're like oh, that was the one. I think you're like nineteen percent. It's not much. Ooh. All right, my worst of the weekend is Notre Dame, and Aaron before the show was like, "Well, why Notre Dame?" Because I'm tired of seeing this school on national television. They are literally part of Peacock as well. They're force-fed down our throats. And even with a competent quarterback in Sam Hartman, who looked all-worldly for the first two games or three games of the season, suddenly Notre Dame cannot close out Ohio State, who I could argue still does not have a quarterback. That quarterback makes some throws late, but it's like, dude, you, this was not, you were supposed to win this game. I picked the Notre Dame upset, so maybe it was kind of my worst personally as well. <laughs> you were supposed to win but, this game, but I picked you. Right. <laughs> but it's frustrating because they were the better team. They had, they were the better team. Ryan Day could not coach the big game. But remember, if you're playing Notre Dame 
and you're a big time school, they're always your little brother since like, I guess Joe Montana left. I don't know. Whatever it is, is that Notre Dame is not good against, against the big time opponents. Every time I see them, they're supposed to hang close or even win a game. They don't do it. When, when am I going to see why they're national? They're the Cowboys. At least Cowboys make the playoffs. This is Notre Dame makes the playoffs. <laughs> oh, give me a break. They they should do like the do like the TCU like that pops in like just because although TCU been Michigan it's not fair to TCU the fact is Notre Dame should have won that game because they had the marbles in place they had the Sam Hartman at quarterback once again everyone's little brother Notre Dame so the reason I say this I'll always have a I guess you say a built-in excuse for Notre Dame simply because they don't get to recruit and transfer in NIL like the rest of college football. There's a lot of Catholics out there. That's not re- related in the slightest. You don't, even, you don't even understand. Let me explain to you. I, mean, I know reason, you said it before. It's the reason Brian Kelly left as well. They don't you, don't. you don't get to be a dumb athlete and play football at Notre Dame. You have to maintain. You have to come in with a GPA. You have to maintain a GPA. There are also other acceptance standards. It doesn't have to be Catholic, but... Like, you can't just be some moron blockhead and get to choose between Colorado, Alabama, and Notre Dame. Like, you don't get to go to, you don't get to, <laughs> go to Notre Colorado Dame. shot. Yeah, I'm throwing Colorado shots because they're not my worst of the weekend because I, I, I expected exactly what happened to them. So they don't, even get the, they don't even get the honor of being the worst of the weekend. Although, people pundits on Twitter have gone to bat for this team, which, which again, I'll, I'll, I'll come off Notre Dame here. But basically... I don't condone, I don't excuse Notre Dame, but they do have a crutch, if you will. Uh, moving forward to the Colorado uh, situation, uh, I don't, I don't get, I don't think you get to, yeah, but this, yeah, but that, yeah, but this, um, on we social media. So. When you know you were the first one, if they had beat Oregon, you'd have been the loudest, most obnoxious person on social media. So you don't get to have built-in excuse and then celebrate, like, hey. You're going to bat for this team, RG3. You're going to bat for this team, other people. Like, if they lose, they lose. You know, don't start, oh, oh, you know, Shader Sanders doesn't have an offensive line. Well, he sure had one in the first three games that you had no problem with. Well, he doesn't have a defense. Well, they haven't had a defense all freaking season. Like, what does that make? But Travis uh, Hunter is not going to put up 42 points by himself, yeah. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I said that. As soon as he got knocked out of that CSU game, I said they got a built-in excuse for losing to Oregon, even though they were going to get pounded with him anyways. But um, I just – I don't love this whole, you know, play the woe is me underdog mentality. And then when the underdog goes in and gets beat down after stepping on the O, which this should have been my worst of the week. That weekend, was crazy. It, yeah, you go in and step on no the O. There was no bulletin board until that point. Yeah, you go in and step on the O and scuff it, and then, then you try to claim the victim role? No, good on Oregon. Good on Coach Lanning. He's right. They play for clicks. We play for wins. I loved that one. And they, this game isn't played in Hollywood. It's played on the grass. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one too. I just, I liked the clicks one. They play for clicks. We play for. Oh wins. gosh, I, I enjoyed that. The whole clip was incredible. And they're all trying to say these coaches are are, are jealous of Dion. It's like, no, I mean, yeah, because eighty six new players. Yeah, I'm jealous too. Yeah, and they're like, well, they can't hold a candle to Dion. Well, in the college football world, they can. No, they're not Hall of Fame two sport athletes who were one of the most recognizable figures in the 90s. No, you're right. They don't hold a candle. But they, in the world, in the realm that they're currently in, they're all better than Dion. Nick Saban, Dan Lanning, Kirby Smart, 
you know, uh, Lincoln Riley next week. Lincoln, like, next week. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know this selective outrage on Twitter. I mean, I, I shouldn't, shouldn't be shocked, but it, it, it is what it is. Um, best of the weekend. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So my best of the weekend is Florida Gator. I know I said it. Florida Gator wide receiver uh, Riley Pearsall. I think his name was Riley. I saw that. Uh, that might be the most incredible catch I've ever seen. I think it beats OBJ. He's di- mm. He's falling forward into traffic with a one-handed catch. Um, absolutely incredible. I saw that one live too because I was sweating one of my AM Drive Five beds. The the color the. Uh, the Florida first quarter, which came through pretty easily. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, – that's – I know I might be debunked, but that's the best football catch I've ever seen. You know, it's funny because Michael Pittman Jr. had a similar one, but his was with, was with two hands in the traffic, like falling down and, like, getting blasted by a safety. All I saw was the still image of the Pearsall because I Googled it. Like, what is he talking about? It's like this Pearsall guy. Yeah, I should, I should have watched the ending of that. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not not taking anything away from Michael Pittman. I haven't seen that one, but one it's, two, catch, it's two-handed. It's yeah, one-handed. one-handed catches will always be two-handed catches, no, no matter what. Right. Um, my best is former. <laughs> this is crazy. I not, I don't know who pulled this up after the game. Who whoever did shout out. Um, former Broncos ball boy Mike McDaniel hangs seventy on the Broncos. Um, I don't know if they if he wanted an interview with the Broncos, but apparently he was an assistant coach from like you know working up to assistant coach and then did not get a head coach. Again, I don't know if that part's true, but the point is he was a ball boy with like hoop earrings. And yeah, I saw coaching for 70 points. That's insane. That's awesome. You gotta wonder, you know, like, okay, did he intend to run up the score? Because most coaches don't Vic do Fangio it. Fangio too. Yeah, most That's coaches. True. Oh, Vic Fangio. I didn't even think about that. You know, a, a, yeah. a coach scorned by his own his ex team. But it was like they. It looked like they intended to run up the score, and then when it was like, oh, the records in sight. You know, they took a knee, and I'm like, oh, interesting. Like, I, I feel like with a team with those kind of personalities, I mean, Tua has been firing back, not in a bad way. I'm happy for Tua. You know, he's basically like, look, if if this ain't. If this ain't offense, I don't know what ish. You know, he told somebody to shut up. I'm, I'm, I'm digging to his swag a little bit. As long as he's backing it up like he is. Uh, you know, you have Tyreek Hill. You know, I don't need to go any further with that that personality. But uh, I would think a team like that would want the record. So either Mike McDaniel went over and asked his players and they were like, no, nah, we don't care. Or he made an executive decision to, to just – find that's where the bar, the modicum of respect for Sean Payton is. Because <laughs> I think the record's 71 or 72. 72, kicked, yeah. Yeah. They could have kicked a field goal and 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 obviously broken that record. So um, that one was a bit surprising to me. But, yeah, Mike McDaniel is definitely going to have a good week for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. I heard somehow it, it rubs it in, like, if he just stops it at the – like, knowing dang well they have the record. It's like he just stops doing it, like just to let off the gas. Oh, by the way, we're respecting you now. It's kind of like rubbing insult in the wounds. But see, here's the question: like, in 20 years, like, will will we remember this game? Like, That's what I'm wondering. So many quarterbacks are balling out. But I'm just saying they don't have the record. So when you the trivia question, you know who has the record? Ooh. I don't even know. I think it's the Redskins, to be honest with you. 
um, oh. who has the record for most points. No, I think it, it was when they were the Redskins. No, I'm saying that would make sense, though, but it's interesting it's the Redskins. Yeah, that their wow. their name is going to live in the record book. Um, but, yeah, like in 20 years, I'll be like, man, do you remember when the Dolphins put up 70? I mean, yeah, I might remember it. I don't know. But if they put up 70 because I'm a Tua fan. Okay, but, like, this isn't going to – if Tua ends up having a wildly successful career, this would be lower on the totem pole of, of accomplishments. I mean, do you remember when the Patriots beat the Titans 58-3 to one time? Exactly. but Because it's so mm. far down on Tom Brady's accomplishments. <laughs> That's fair. Um, Oregon beat Colorado. Like you said, the, I love that Dan Lanning was talking. I love people were saying, well, I wonder what he said about other white coaches. Like, no, 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 this is not about that. This is the fact that he felt disrespected. Because they were – people thought it was disrespectful that Colorado was – Getting 21 and a half points on the road. Dan Lanning says 21. That's cute. They were up 42 yeah. nothing. Yeah. They doubled that. They, <laughs> they the doubled gas. the Um, yeah, what do you make of this game? I mean, it, for me, it's it, it's just like Colorado's a great story, but like you said, you know, for three weeks, they they beat a TCU team that was a shell of the the runner-up. Yep. They beat them by three. They gave up hundreds of points. Yep. They then beat Nebraska, which is not is looking worse week by week. I mean, no disrespect. Mm-hmm. I think Matt Rule's going to get that turned around. Uh, Nebraska is just one of those programs that's like, man, nobody wants to go to Nebraska. I'm sorry, Matt. Like, yes, you have, you know, you have, you know, your lore and your your prestige, but just no kid wants to, to go to Nebraska. Sorry. Go play for the Cornhusker mascot. Yeah, I, I the bug eaters. <laughs> the bug eaters. Remember those, the bug eaters. Uh, <laughs> So and then of course they had Colorado State who they were twenty something point favorites against and had to what double overtime triple overtime whatever it was. And then um, someone told the analysts on TV were saying, "Well, you know now they're underdogs again, and so that means something." No, it doesn't. No, it does not. No, it definitely means something. It means your wins are crap. <laughs> All three of your wins are crap. They don't mean anything. And, like you put they just knew that. You take that number off of TCU in that opening game if they're not number seventeen if they're unranked. I mean, it means it doesn't mean anything. Like they shouldn't have been ranked to begin with because their their entire offense was gone, entire offense except for one player. So, and I think it was a guard. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it's just you know they got they got what are we gonna, what are we going to make of this story if USC does the exact same thing? There's going to be a lot of arguments on Twitter again, but what I think of the story is. Talk is very cheap, especially in sports. Really, you said yeah. about Sean Payne talking his trash. I don't. It's almost like you know, talking about the proverbial unnecessary target on your back. That's a real thing. It, it, that, that's a real thing. Teams are like, okay, you want to talk? Like we're not going. Like you're not going to respect your next opponent. And your next opponent shows you who's boss. And now, like you said earlier on, on Twitter, like, oh well. This happened. They were one in eleven last year. No, no, no. Sure, this team was not one in eleven. Like Colorado may have been one in eleven. Coach Prime's team was not one in eleven. Let's get that out of the way right now. Yeah, because like this this is not Coach Prime Buffalo. This is not Colorado anymore. Yeah, this is not the same team as last year. And to be honest with you, there's still probably a five-win team, which isn't anything that the media should be making into a circus. Like I love Deion Sanders. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm right. He's he's rubbing me the wrong way lately, just because of it's a. It, it, I don't know. To me, it doesn't. It just seems like they're playing Madden football out there. 
And when they run into a team plan, they run into a team plan real football. It, it just they're just they're just gonna get dunked on every time. And last thing I'll say about it is it's it's fake humility on Deion Sanders. And I know people are like, well, he's such a nice guy. Like, that's that's fantastic. I'm sorry, but last my check, last week against Colorado State pregame, we're fight we're wanting to fight the other team. That was a real thing. Mm-hmm. And this week you're stomping on logos. So how humble is Mr. Humble Deion Sanders? Because I'm tired of a coach can only you can put the humble thing and I don't want to talk about him and I'll take the high. No, you're not. Because you're you're letting your team do these things. So I don't want to hear afterwards, oh, we can't talk. You've been talking, you haven't shut up. You yeah, let sometimes... them play like this. Yeah, your actions speak louder than your words. If your team's walking around stomping on logos, which I mean, if you know anything about college football, you don't you don't walk into another you don't walk in another building. I know that you know they they NFL eh, well. And the last time I remember the logo mattering was the TO the, yeah. the George Teague thing. The Chiefs. Oh. I don't remember that one. Well, no, the Chiefs and Raiders, like Raiders try to do the same thing, but Chiefs and Chiefs always running up on them. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, but anyways, like, you know, so to me, it, it, this just this just isn't a good team. Like, okay, they're probably gonna they're probably gonna lose the USC. Uh Arizona State, I think, is a coin flip game, in my opinion. I think mm. Colorado could get that win. They'll beat Stanford. But then they have UCLA, who's not unfortunately ranked anymore, but is a good team. Oregon State, who just lost, they'll probably fall into the 20s. Um, then you have Washington State and Utah to finish out. I mean, that's six Utah's losses. Utah's right? nasty. That's six losses, in my opinion, right there. So, I mean, if he gets them bowl eligible, like, everybody's going to be rah, 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 this, look what they did. But you're right. It's not the same team. This is not the Colorado Buffaloes that finished 1-11. and 11. Those guys all got kicked out, remember? Pack your luggage because I'm bringing mine, and it's, what is it, it's Gucci or Louie or whatever it is. Oh, of course. So, well, your Louis Vuitton, uh, I think it got ripped a little bit there, Coach. And or, like, got for, or came from Wish. Timu. <laughs> right. Florida State beat Clemson in overtime. Aaron, I know this was a big win for you. And Jordan Travis said that um, Clemson was being disrespectful. I didn't catch what they were doing, but apparently he was, it was a big win for Florida State's psyche as well as the game itself. So I didn't catch – what his comments were or, or what Clemson was allegedly doing. Um, Clemson was the better team in this game from, from start to finish. Florida state never led until the end. Uh, they also should have won the game, but their kicker missed a 30 yard field goal. That the was kicker rough. That, the kicker 29. That they cut, huh? 29 yard field goal. 29 yard field goal. 29, 30 potato, tomato. Right. Um, but the point being is that Florida state, uh, they just they just can't run the ball. They mm. just they're just having problems running the ball. Mike Norvell's offense looked way too simplified. Um, you know, a lot of jump balls, a lot of rollouts with Travis. I don't I don't think they're fully maximizing Jordan Travis, but I think he's also hurt. I think there's something wrong. I hope it's not long term. He looks like he's got a shoulder injury, but uh, a win's a win. And to beat Clemson, which the Florida State hasn't done in almost ten years, uh, to do it in Death Valley. Uh, it's definitely a big win. It, it creates a great cushion in the ACC for sure, because I don't think there's any other team, in my opinion, that, that can hang with either of these two. Uh, but, uh, yeah, for me, this obviously, I think Clemson's out in terms of a national title, obviously, with two losses, two yeah. ACC losses. This is just, it's a huge win for Florida State for a lot of reasons. But I, I wouldn't be proud to walk away with that win based on the play. I'd be proud. I'm proud to walk away with it because it's been a long time. 
But Florida State can't rest and think this is a recipe to, to win the ACC and, and to also maybe play in the playoff. They lost, they, they dropped. They, they beat a ranked team this week and dropped. Think about that. I picked Clemson, Ole Miss, Notre Dame, um, one, one other upset as well, UCLA. Only one I, and I, I picked Oregon. Out of all five of those games, I got one of them right. Like, thank you, Coach Prime. Yeah, right. Exactly. I picked a lot of upsets. Yeah. Well, Oregon Perhaps, wasn't an upset. No, no, I'm talking about like I picked everything else that I picked was like like a plus one twenty or plus one thirty money line. And yeah, no, it was that was brutal. Yeah. Ohio State beat Notre Dame seventeen fourteen. This was a great game, but it's really showing me Ohio State has no offense right now. But God, their defense can hang. Yeah, I think both of these teams are are definitely great opponents. I I don't know what happens with Notre Dame. I mean, they fell two spots. I don't know. It's early in the season, so I don't I don't take that with a lot of a grain of salt. But they come back and beat Duke on the road next week. I think they're right back in the top ten. the The big game, obviously, for them is against Caleb Williams. It's at home, so I'm not sweating Notre Dame at this point because, like you said, they do give a little bit of an edge to Notre Dame in terms of. Uh, you know, a national conversation. Uh, so with with Duke, USC, Clemson, and maybe Louisville. If Louisville keeps winning like they are uh, in a couple of weeks, they'll be they'll be ranked, and maybe Notre Dame can sneak out a win. Like if, if Notre Dame wins out, I still think you have to talk about them in the playoff conversation, especially if Ohio State beats Michigan this year and Ohio State's in the playoff. You can't you can't throw you can't throw out a one three point loss if Notre Dame is a one loss team. You just you, you can't. So uh, I don't think I think this boosts Ohio State more than it hurts Notre Dame. So doesn't Ohio State have to um, beat Penn State as well, or do they don't play them this year? Uh, they just beat Iowa twenty four no, nothing. They definitely play them. They're in the same. I think they're in the same divisions. So I wonder who Unless, wins that. Oh, where where that game is actually? Uh, it is in Columbus. Oh great. Okay. So yeah, they got Maryland and Purdue, which should be wins, and then October twenty first, they got Penn State. They'll beat Maryland, but yeah, Maryland's actually got a lot of offense. Uh, oh yeah, Rutgers, Rutgers might give them a game on the road, but then Michigan State, Minnesota, no, and then of course they're in the big house this uh, this year. That's rough. All right, when I come, when we come back, hopefully Aaron will be here. When we come back, we're we'll talking see. all things NFL. <laughs> I'll hold it down for you if not. It's the NFL Talk on AM Drive. Don't go anywhere. All right, welcome back here to the Monday edition, overreaction Monday, if you will, of the AM Drive. We are presented by Agridime. Our friends over there would love to deliver the highest quality, best tasting meats directly to your door, but you can't do it unless you go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com, click the logo that looks like the leaf slicer um, over the cow. AM Drive is the code when you shop for 10% off your entire order. Tell them the boys at AM Drive sent you and get the freshest, most delicious meat. Right to your door. 
Don't name the cow if you invest. <laughs> Never name the cow. Dolphins beat the Broncos 70 to 20. We touched on it earlier. Aaron, any word? How good is this Dolphins team? Because, I mean, obviously, we've talked about the Broncos. We beat their horse a little bit here. Get it? <laughs> um, but the Dolphins really. <laughs> we beat a dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> but the Dolphins, people are like, oh, we're, you know, the Bills are, are playing well right now. I remember last year, Dolphins almost beat the Bills in the playoffs with like a third string quarterback. Last year, Dolphins went to a was healthy in the um in that snowy game, was very close to beating the Bills in Buffalo. And people were saying, oh, well, Dolphins offense will travel to Buffalo, and they almost came away with a win in that game. Are you a fan? Do you think that not a fan? Are, do you think the Dolphins are going to run the AFC East, or do you think it's still the Bills to lose? Because this this is tough. So it's funny, I uh, when we talked in our division previews or our conference previews, I said that the Bills were still supreme in, in the, in the mm-hmm. sense of that they would win the AFC East. But when we filled out, like, the yeah. – I filled out that same – that bracket, if you will, of, of, of predicting the season, I actually had the Dolphins in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I had the Dolphins very close, yeah. I had them at like a thirteen and four record. I think what yep. it was, what it was, what it was. But um, yeah, if if the Dolphins can find a way to win this division and not have to go to Buffalo, because the, that that cold in January does slow down an offense like this. I mean, right. no matter how you slice it and dice it, that kind of that kind of weather does something to. to, to to warm, warm teams for sure. Um, but if they can find a way to have the majority of these playoff games in Miami, they're they're the best team in the AFC right now. I'll say it. They're the best team. And I'm going to say this. I know you're going to freak out, but as long as Tua, if Tua can stay healthy, I I don't see a reason that any anybody can beat them in Miami come playoff time. And that includes the Chiefs. Yeah, it's funny because I'm actually almost of the same mindset, unless, of course, Anthony Richardson comes back and goes for the world before whatever. Um, I'm just – I'm telling you, man, it almost feels like as good as the Ravens, to me, have looked, as good as the Bills have kind of looked against subpar opponents – Chiefs have looked okay at times. Like, of course, being the Bears down with Alan Williams stuff is not anything special in my opinion. You know, because I figured they were going to do that. Is You have to wonder, like, if the Chiefs are right there at the end and Joe Burrow's got his calf thing, like, turned to an Achilles for crying out loud, like, are the Dolphins the next team up? Like, no one even thought about that preseason because Tua's health. <laughs> like, okay, and? <laughs> That's it? That's your only concern? I think a lot of people expect Tua to miss – three, four games, and mm. the thing is with Tua, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, they were undefeated with Tua when he started last week or last year, or at least they only lost one game. I think they lost the game they lost was against the Bengals when he actually went out, I think, with the concussion. They were losing at the time, but... Yeah, they were, it was a Thursday night game, I think. It was either zero or one losses, I think, when Tua was in there, and I don't think a lot of people really give credit to that. Like, mm. yeah, they, they were, what, nine and eight last year? But a lot of that was Teddy and uh, Skylar Thompson. Skylar Thompson was really not good. Yeah. <laughs> he was almost good enough to beat the Bills. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, like, of course, it's obviously, it's everything's a big if. I mean, yeah, the Bengals would be better if Joe Burrow wasn't hurt, you know. 
the Ravens would be better if Lamar Jackson didn't play down to inferior competition. I mean, it, it, thank you. I, I'm sorry. It's absolutely it's absolutely true. I mean, look at the look at their three games this year. I mean, yeah, they covered against both uh, against Houston, but that wasn't a good game. And then, no disrespect, but Lamar, a $250 million quarterback should be able to beat Gardner Minshew. I agree with that. Um, 100%. I don't call, call the injuries. Odell Beckham out. Doesn't matter. Yeah, you're missing Ronnie yeah, Stanley. I, I know. Ronnie Stanley is a big left tackle, but you overcome that, especially when they're giving you a gift of not having Anthony Richardson. They're giving you Gardner Minshew. This guy's going to sit in the pocket all day and carve you, and then he carves him up. But um, going back to the Dolphins, I mean, I don't, like I said, it's week three. This obviously looks great on paper, but I mean, I, I'll say I think they're the best team in the AFC as long as they don't have to go on the road and play in the playoffs. I, resp- I like that point. That's a good one. Like if they're in Kansas City or they're in Miami, I think the home team could win. That's a that's a fair assessment, <clears throat> especially in Week Four going into, of course, Week Three isn't done yet, but yeah. Yeah, um, but I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Like we're gonna have a lot more football obviously left to play, but if you're having to make, you know you're having to look ahead based on these things. It's right. um, yeah. I mean, they look absolutely incredible. I mean, even against the, the Patriots, they were just at arm's length. They never really sweat the game. I know that they, they, you know, the Patriots had a chance to come down and tie, but they were, they were in control of that game, you know, on the road, you know, in a hostile environment. But uh, yeah, I mean, they look absolutely incredible again, as long as Tua stays healthy and plays that kind of football. I mean, I, like I said, I love the way his swag, and what he's doing, and I love a little bit of the talk, the back talk. I, I, I can dig it. I mean, like, I, I have absolutely no problem with it, so long as you're backing it up, and they're backing it up right now, 100%. Swimming. Um, Cardinals and the Cowboys. Well, Cardinals beat the Cowboys 28-16. Dak threw a bad interception. Hello, Cowboys quarterback. Um, lore. History. <laughs> yeah. Right, lore, that works too. Um, were you impressed more with the Cardinals or disappointed in the Cowboys? <laughs> I was impressed with the Cardinals. I keep saying it. They had the Giants down 21 points, and Cowboys beat the Giants 40 to nothing. So that was a common opponent that was very similar, in my opinion. Um, Cardinals, I think, have done with Josh Dobbs at quarterback. Have done. This doesn't a, make sense, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's they're one and two, but they could be three and zero. If you look at those games, like, they're not bad right now. They could be three and zero for a multitude of reasons. You're right. I mean, they had Washington on the ropes. They had a chance to win. They had the ball with a chance to win. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. With with the Giants, same same deal. I mean, they got out to a very comfortable lead, or what we thought was comfortable. Um, I. This is tough because, like, despite the the Cowboys two and zero start. I wasn't in love with them, and I told him, I said, when the offense has to be a factor, I'm not mm-hmm. sure quite yet what we're looking at. And I didn't think that would come against the Cardinals, let's let's be honest. I mean, I don't care who you are. If you – I want to see – honestly, I want to see one person that has a Cardinal money line ticket that it isn't just a lotto. They actually believe, like, the Cardinals are going to win this game on Sunday. Like, no one had that. No one had that. Survivor pools were destroyed this weekend by the Ravens and the Cowboys. Uh you know, the Cardinals, excuse me, the, the Cowboys had to rely on offense and it didn't come through against, I mean, what would you call them? They're not the worst team in, in, in football, even though I still thought they were tanking at the point. I mean, the Bears tanking are. Team, it's it's got to be, yeah, it's got to be the Bears. Or the I think it's hard to say the Jets are because other than you take Zach Wilson off that team and put a put Gardner Minshew on it. Like, why are the why are the Jets not picking up the phone right now and trying to get Cousins or Minshew? Like I don't think their the offensive Colts would... line is so bad, and Cousins' offensive line is the same way. 
but I think Kirk, they can find a way to for Kirk. Kirk Cousins can hit his receivers. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't mind seeing them trade for Gardner Minshew. That way Sam Ellinger could be our backup. The fact you want to get rid of Gardner Minshew is embarrassing as a Colts fan. Well, you should be wanting him to start every week. No. Offense was anyway, too good the first two weeks. Uh, I still think the Cardinals are on some level tanking at this point, but don't tell it to the players, I tell you that. If Kyler comes back and this team's around playoff hunt in the NFC, which is wide open, as we know, that could be very interesting to if they're actually tanking or not. And the pride that Rich Gannon has. But if the Cardinals, I don't know when Murray's elected or selected to be coming back. I know he's on the first four. He's out for the first four or first six or something like that for sure. First four at least, yeah. Let's say they and win. Their, let's, let's say they're two and two and he's eligible to come back and they continue with Dobbs. Like, I don't know if that's necessarily a signal that they're tanking. I think it's necessarily a signal that, like, Jonathan Gannon likes the way that Josh Dobbs runs his offense. I think, I mean, yeah, and I was calling for Clayton Toon, but I mean, if Dobbs is going to put him in, I mean, they've been in position to win every single game. It, this makes Gannon no looks sense. Like he's, but Gannon's doing a good job. I mean, he's, they have him right there to win every single game. It makes no sense to me. I mean, he, yeah, he's fighting. I mean, uh, this, this, this concept makes no sense to me. I mean, they, they can run the football. That's another thing, too, is James Conner is yeah, having James, a great oh, year. He's still good. He, even after Very cancer, underrated. it's insane. Did you know he had cancer? I didn't know he had I, cancer. I couldn't. I heard that last week. I was like, you're kidding. <laughs> what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian Robinson got shot in his leg and it's coming back, you know? Yeah, I don't uh, – I can't explain it. I, I still think this is probably a – three-win team, but it's a much more dangerous three-win team than I ever gave them credit for. That's fair. We'll be right back. Monday Night Football preview, and then we gotta go. But don't go anywhere yet. All right, we are back. Last segment of the Monday show here, Overreaction Monday. Maybe we overreact a little bit in the second segment. I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's uh, an interesting uh, topic. We'll talk more, obviously, on Wednesday when we have more time. But uh, I want to thank the friends over at Shankit Golf. Will you guys support them over there? Mike and Aaron Drive. Click the logo that looks just like that one. Uh, if you want their merchandise, make sure that you use our promo code AMDRIVE for 15% off of your entire order. Tell them the boys at AM Drive sent you. We appreciate you guys. Thank you. We are hashtag shameful. Yes. I, uh, Monday Night Football game number one. And by the way, I just got back from a round of golf while we were on the break. It was. I saw that, yeah. It's not very good. Did you play with vice golf balls or what? That's good. That's a good one because I I, I have my shank at golf undershirt, which you can clearly know I'm wearing. It's not true. Not true at all. We still have Vice on the Mike and Aaron Drive, guys. If you're yeah. looking for, for golf balls, little, little little plug there, Vice Golf. Go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com. Click the Vice Golf logo. It's all there. You want to talk about swag. If you, you show up to the course with some shank and apparel, some Vice Golf uh, balls, and a Vice Golf bag, you're going to be the coolest guy on the course, even if you shoot triple digits. The fact that I saw a Vice Golf cap somewhere in Savannah, Georgia, was pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. Well, hopefully they bought it from Mike and Aaron Drive. 
<laughs> Probably not. Monday Night Football game number one. Buccaneers hosting the Eagles. Eagles are favored by five points. That's a very tricky line there. The total is set at 45. Baker has looked pretty good as Aaron Simmons might have a career year just because he wants the Buccaneers to take. And the Philadelphia Eagles being favored by only five. Is it disrespectful or is it more respectful to the Buccaneers defense? Thoughts and who I, I think I think Buccaneers cover, but I think they lose by three. Yeah, I have uh, Buccaneers cover in this one. You know my thoughts on a home dog getting more than three in prime time. I've always mm. been a big proponent of, of jumping on, on on the dog in that spot. However, I do have an action in this one, and yes, it is a teaser. Don't roll your eyes. But I did take the Buccaneers to 11 points and the under to 51. I, I think do. the only way that Buc- – the Buccaneers aren't getting a shootout with this team, uh, with the Eagles. So – Tampa plays solid defense. I think this game probably finishes in the neighborhood of like last night's game, like like twenty three to nineteen kind of thing. So, uh, give me the give me the Bucks with double digit points, and uh, I'll take the under on fifty one in this game. If Baker wins this game, oh my god! Dude, if, if we win this crazy. game, I can't believe I said we. I'm not a we guy, but if the Buccaneers win this game, three and oh, first place in the division, which is, I mean, I. I I, I I'm terrified of the fact that we're going to end up like I said, we again, that they're going to end up like, uh, you know, 10 and seven wild card exit. And they're going to have the 19th, you know, 20th pick in the draft. I hate, I hate that this is going to happen to them too. You know, what's crazy is that I heard first place in the division and had to put the Colts hat on again. <laughs> are they in first place? I guess they are. Yes. Yeah. By a game. And yeah, else is one and two or worse. God, the Jaguars. That was embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah. Rams, Bengals. Um, chances are Joe Burrow doesn't play, so I would jump on the Rams like immediately. Because if you think Jake Browning's winning this game, like, I have a bridge to sell you, and it's between my room and like my hallway. So like, it's not, <laughs> there's no bridge there. It's the point. Who is the, um, back, who's the, who's the backup? I think it's been Jake Browning. I don't even know who that is. Oh, from Washington? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Wow. I, it's rough yeah, stuff. No. Um, I think Rams kill him. I'm sorry. I'm telling you, I, if they're smart, Joe Burrow might tear his Achilles if he plays. So just, I'm, I'm serious. That, that cop thing ain't no joke. Ask Bengals, go, Bengals go down 8-0-3. Uh, you, you think Mixon's gone? Yeah, got, he's not in jail first, but yeah. They got to trade Joe Mixon at that point. I mean, 0-3, like we said, I think it was 12. I actually looked it up. It was 8%. One team. One team in the 17-game era which is only three years now, uh, which is actually technically two years. This is the third year. One team in the in the 17-game era started 0-3 and uh, and made the playoffs. Sheesh. So, all right, that's going to do it for us. Enjoy Monday Night Football. You get a double dose of it, although I will say two games in the Eastern time zone is just silly to me, but <sighs> whatever. Um, but you guys enjoy it. Enjoy your bets. Enjoy your work week, unfortunately. But uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. We'll be talking college football. We'll be talking the NFL, of course, and anything else going on in the sports world that uh, hits the radar. But until then, uh, Aaron Crouch for Michael Carvelis. Please enjoy. And, of course, as always, drive safe.